So welcome again to our um, Relationship Bootcamp podcast. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, rebroadcasting on all your major podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to uh, follow that podcast platform, which I would love for you to do, um, you can get to all of our different, I think we're on about four different platforms by following us on Anchor or, um, let me see, I know we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, um, and uh, let me pop that up on the screen to those that are watching live. Uh, so you can see the link there. That link will take you to all of our uh, podcasts, but those that are listening, um, thank you for joining us. But we're on all of your major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast. Uh, I think we're on Google Podcast and uh, Spotify. Um, that's just to name a few. So I know we're on quite a few. But listen, today what I want to talk about is, is I want to begin talking about, and it's going to address some of the comments that you all gave us on last week, but I want to talk about uh, the first three keys to healing in relationships. And there's a lot to it. I get the four cycles of healing. I get the five A's of healing. And we're going to be dealing with those down through uh, this podcast. But today I want to talk to you about three simple things that you can do to effectuate healing of relationships. Uh, three things. I'm going to get into it in just a minute, but um, uh, you all have some great discussion points that I want to deal with and bring out. And I think we're going to have a great time dealing with these over uh, this podcast. And if it looks like I'm sweating, it's because I uh, just recently finished my workout and I think my body is still burning energy. So uh, if it looks like I'm a little pale and pasty, <laughs> that's the reason why as well. But thank you all for joining me this afternoon. And um, so let's 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 jump into this. Um, I'm going to one of the things that I find and you all can feel free to chime in if you want. I'll be looking at the comments. If you give me a comment, I may address it. Um, but because uh, a lot of you wanted to know about single and starting again, starting over in love, dating after 50, learning how to improve relationships, learning how to deal with difficult family members, conflict, resolution. all of these things start with first you. It always starts with you. A lot of people are in what I call a cycle of hurt and pain, and it just happens over and over. And it can be from a relationship, it can be uh, from a loss, uh, and, and any relationship that is struggling uh, can, can deal with that. Now, before I get into these three things, let, let, me, let, me, let me set you up. Um, God put Adam in the garden, and God said, it's not good for man to be alone. He gave man an assignment. The assignment was to take care of this world, to take care of the garden. And, um, and, and God placed Adam there. And then he says, it's not good for man to be alone. And, and then he says, he does something quite interesting. Um, and the Bible says he brought Adam Eve and he gave Adam a help mate, a help meet. Let, let me make sure that I'm saying that correctly. Um, it's not good for man to be alone. 
And so God gave him, let me go, that is in Genesis, uh, the second chapter, and uh, God brought him a help. Is it help meet? I want to say help meet. Uh, Someone to, that's the exact words in in Matthew 2, Genesis, I'm sorry, 2 and 20. Let me read that. Um, And out of the ground, God formed every beast of the field. This is Genesis 2 and 19. And every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was named thereof. And Adam gave the name of all the cattle and of the fields and of the air and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. There was not found a help meet for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took out of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof in the rib which God had taken from him. He made a woman and brought him unto her. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his wife and his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked and, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. Now, I wanted to associate that term help meet with this discussion when it comes to healing, when it comes to healing. And one of the first things, before I get into my three points, and I'm not going to be long today, but before I get into my three points, the first thing I want you to understand is our role, our purpose in each other's lives, our role and our purpose in each other's lives. I know we use terms like you complete me, you fulfill me, you as my missing rib and this and that and so on and so forth. But what God said Adam was missing was a help mate, a help meet, somebody to help him, help him with what? With what his assignment, his calling was, a help meet. And so a lot of times we meet people and and we connect with them and maybe we fall in love with them or they become our husbands and wives or maybe we become best friends or we we, uh, connect through ministry or we connect through jobs. And these people bring us happiness and they, uh, in so many words, uh, they fulfill us. They make us feel good. And we take that to mean that um, this is a contract, a social contract, that this is the way you're going to make me feel for the rest of my life. <laughs> that I, we will live happily ever after for the rest of our lives. Only to be disillusioned and disabused of that idea two or three years in, which is why I began to study relationships and wrote five books on it, because I realized that it wasn't what I thought. And uh, uh, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in one of our other discussions. But one of the one of the first things that I learned is people are not accountable for making us happy. Uh, and people are not accountable for healing us. And many times we get that disillusioned and therefore we are frustrated because you're no longer making me happy. As a matter of fact, you're making me unhappy. And so we put that burden on another person to make me happy. A person is there to help you. Maybe they bring you temporary happiness from time to time, but that is their not their responsibility. People come into our lives to help us, but we still have an assignment. As a matter of fact, nobody can be your complete help only but God. God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Only God is a very present help 
in the time of trouble. And so when I give somebody else that responsibility, they're going to fail me every time. Nobody will be my present help in the time of trouble. Sometimes they will, but most of the times they won't. Nobody will supply all my needs. Sometimes they will, but most of the time they won't. And so when we begin to assign that responsibility to the people and they fail us, and they will, we begin to then uh, 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 live in a defeated mindset, in a defeated lifestyle. Uh, I got 15 more minutes. We begin to live in a defeated lifestyle because uh, you're not doing what I thought you were supposed to do. You're supposed to make me happy. You're supposed to meet my needs. And yes, they are your help meet, but they ain't your help. They are, uh, they will supply some of your needs, but they can never supply all your needs. So number one, one of the first things, this ain't my, this ain't my three points, but this is just a little extra for you all. Always remember, don't, people are not accountable for making you happy. You're accountable for your own happiness. And if you're hurting, people are not accountable for healing you. You are accountable for your own healing. I want to say that again. People are not accountable for your happiness. You're accountable for your own happiness. Yes, people may make you happy, but it can also make you sad. People may give you joy, but it can also give you sorrow. I need y'all to hear me on this. Hallelujah, because even on their best day, they are filthy. On their best day, they're righteousness. And then they can, and people will always be there. Whether or not they leave voluntarily, whether or not God called them home to be with him, people ain't gonna ever be there. Therefore, nobody can ever be accountable for your happiness because we never know what people are going to do or even what God's plan is for that person. And so they cannot be accountable for your happiness and they cannot be accountable for your healing. When you're hurt, when you're in pain and you want this person to change, to heal you, you want that to change. That's not another person's responsibility. They are not Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth thee. And you say, well, if pastor, if they, well, they may keep doing that for the rest of your life but they're still not accountable for your help. You're not accountable for your happiness and they're not accountable for your healing. So let me give you three quick keys and they all fall in this first verse, in this, this verse that I want to share with you all today. It is Philippians. And I want y'all to remember this Philippians four, six through eight. It is one of my favorite passages. The first key is, is three keys. Number one, change your ask. Number two, change your peace. And number three, change your mind. If you want to begin the process of healing, the first thing you got to do is change your ask. I'm going to do this in the next 15 minutes, so I need y'all to jump on in. Change your ask. Somebody put that down. Change your ask. That's the first verse, Philippians 4 and 6. Let me put that down here in the group. Change your ask. We are asking God to do things that he never promised to do. You have to change your ask. The first, the first uh, verse that I want you to get is Philippians 4 and 6. Somebody say that, change your ask. Many times uh, um, when people are in pain or they're trying to fix things or they're trying to get healed, they go to God and they ask God to fix it. But what they're doing is they're asking God to fix them. Fix him or her so that they can make me happy. Fix him or her so that they can heal me. 
fix him or her, change their behavior. And I know that God is a miracle working God. I know that with God, all things are possible, but I also know God. You know why I know God? Because I know the word of God and the word of God teaches me that I can't pray God on somebody else who has not received or is willing to accept him. See, God is not voodoo. I can't sprinkle some Holy Ghost powder on people. (laughs) Y'all don't like a brother. Y'all don't like me right now. God is not voodoo. I can't put some chicken bones uh, uh, underneath their pillow. Uh, Holy Ghost chicken bones underneath their pillow, and 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 then they wake up and they they like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be good today. I'm gonna be good to my neighbor. I'm gonna be good to my hater today. They gonna change. I'm sorry, baby. That's the wrong ask. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. But when you ask, you ask amiss. And the only reason why you're asking for that is because you're tired of not being happy. You're tired of being hurt and healed, and you want God to heal them or fix them so that they can start making you happy. I'm just gonna pray the Holy Ghost on them. God is not a voodoo. Uh, uh, he's not a voodoo man. You can't take a little miniature version of your spouse and put and sprinkle and, and, and put some Holy Ghost and put some anointed oil on it. Y'all don't like a brother. We do a whole lot of stuff, but that ain't how God's work. God says, come unto me, all you that labor. Uh, my first message a couple of weeks ago talked about the power to choose. God does not make you do anything. He gives you the power to choose to do right or wrong. Choose you this day. Choose you good or evil. Choose you life or death, choose you uh, uh, good or bad, choose you blessings or cursing, but he gives, what God does is he takes us out of bondage and then gives us a choice. The only thing an intercessory prayer can do, preach right there, is to intercede and hope that a person can come into the knowledge of who God is the same way that you have, that a person will will come into the same way I got to learn God. The, you, Some of y'all got to this teaching today. I don't know how you got to this teaching or why you got to this teaching teaching, but maybe this teaching blesses you. And so a prayer of intercession could maybe perhaps get this same teaching to somebody else. I pray to God every day for my son and my daughter, and I pray for my wife, and I, I pray for this one. But I know that the Holy Ghost ain't going to make my son get saved, ain't going to make my daughter come to church, ain't going to make uh, uh, this one or that one uh, start acting right or doing this. And so God says you ask because you want something as opposed to petition. God. Uh, uh, And what did God say here? He says, be careful for nothing. Y'all need to stop stressing out. This is number one, the first key. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The first petition, the first key is you got to change your ask and let it be more about thanksgiving and turning it over to God. When you say make your request known unto God, that is Lord, I'm putting this in your hand. You see the condition, you see the struggle, but I am going to just give you thanks. I'm going to pray every day. That's the general prayer. I'm going to pray supplication. That's a prayer specification. And I'm going to give you 
thanks. I need y'all to hear me on this. You must change your ass. Stop asking God to fix people and ask God to work on you. Ask God to fix you. You must change your ass. That's number one. Everybody get that? Change your petition. Change your ass. God can do all things, but he ain't going to do crazy things. Uh, Hallelujah. God can do all things, but he's not going to do something out of his will or out of his character. Lord, will you fix Eve? No, Eve is Eve. You got to figure out, I put Eve in your life to be your help meet, but right now, Eve too busy messing with them apples and them snakes. I'm going to preach right there. Eve too busy uh, 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 listening to them snakes and and eating them uh, fruit. Y'all ain't working with a brother in this place, and, and God did not change Eve. Okay, y'all ain't liking the brother. Y'all ain't liking the brother. Eve got to get her own act together. Eve had to get her own act together. The second key, the second key to healing in relationships is to change your peace. Mm. Let me give you that. Let me let me get that to you. Change your peace. See, a lot of people are just in total stress out mode. They convince themselves that they are not happy. Write that down. Change your peace. Let me put that in there. This is the second scripture that I want you to get. Change your peace. Ah, Pastor Will, you preaching this today, even though y'all ain't saying much back to me. (laughs) Change your peace. That's Philippians 4 and 7. Let me read that. The Bible says when you change your ass, then your peace will change. It says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm going to explain that in just a minute, but it's important that you understand when people are praying to God for peace, most people are praying that God give them what I call environmental or world peace. But Jesus said, peace I leave you, not as the world giveth. We want the peace where we get along. Can't we all just get along and all this contention and all this fighting and all this arguing and and you just get so frustrated that every time I come in, my husband got this, my wife, these co-workers, this, and you praying that God fix it and give you peace. God will fix it and will give you peace. However, he ain't going to fix it the way you want him to fix it. And he ain't going to give you the peace that you want. The peace that you want is to get along. The peace that you want is to be made happy. The peace that you want, I'm, I'm with you, is that they will act right so that you can heal. But I already told you, they're not accountable or responsible for your happiness and they are not accountable or responsible for your healing. That is God's department. And he said, number one, change your ass, but me. If you turn it over to me and just give me thanks and learn how to be content in me, then I will give you real peace. And what is the peace of God? It is the peace that guards. He says, I will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus shall keep. Now that word keep means to protect or guard. Now it never said that the, the conflict would stop. It never said that the drama would stop. It never said that the people would change. Notice, he said, make your request known unto me, but that don't mean that I'm going to do it because that may not be in my will. It is not in my will to make people act right. It is not in my will to, 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 to put voodoo on people and make people start doing what you want them to do and make people start acting the way you want them to act. Uh, uh, a snake is going to bite you. That's what 
what they do. Uh, hallelujah. A player is going to play. That's what they do. You want people to get out of their character, but they ain't going to get out of their character until they get God in their character. And you can't pray God in somebody else. They got to accept God for themselves. But what you can do <laughs> is you can get so much God in you that the peace of God will now start protecting you. That word guard means to protect. He says, and the peace of God will uh, uh, shall keep. That means guard shall protect your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. When you are praying the proper prayers and you have the right mindset, hallelujah, your drama may continue, but your peace will overwhelm you. <laughs> your trouble may keep coming up on you, but all of a sudden there is a inner peace that is is within you. I'm not saying you like it. I'm not saying that you don't want the people uh, uh, to keep acting crazy. I'm not saying that uh, uh, would, would, I, would I love for people to do what I want them to do? Of course. Uh, would I love to have a million dollars? Sure. Would I love to have a church with 5,000 members? Of course. Uh, and But then if I got 5,000, I wouldn't be happy because T.D. Jakes got 25,000. And if I got 25,000, I wouldn't be happy because Joel Osteen got 50,000. If I got 50,000, I wouldn't be happy because the man over in Korea got 250,000. I digress. My point is uh, that way God works is number one, I have to change the way I pray, petition and ask. Number two, I have to change the way I receive peace. Stop waiting on your environment to change and let God change you and protect you from the inside. Baby, you can be in a storm and have peace. You can be in hell and have peace. I got something, one of the things that I said to one of my brothers uh, uh, who was coming to me for counseling and uh, about his wife, this wife, that. And I said, well, what are you going to do if they never change? What are you going to do if they never change? What are you going to do if the people never treat you right on your job? What are you going to do if the pastor never acknowledges you? If the people never respond to you? What are you going to do if your spouse never uh, 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 accepts Christ? If your children never get saved? Now we pray for them. We intercede for them, but we don't have any control over the choices that they make any more than they have control over the choices that you make. Uh, listen, uh, uh, if I could pray the Holy Ghost on somebody and make them act right, uh, 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 then I would, but then you, but then I would say, well, then can they, can they pray the devil on me and make me act wrong? Well, of course not, because I get power to choose. I got the power of the Holy Ghost to accept Christ. So number one, the first part of your change, I got five more minutes, is number one, change your ask. Number two, change your peace. The third thing I want you to do, and I love this last one, is change your mind. The third, the first, the first three keys to healing, and I'm giving you the third one right now, is change your mind. Y'all put that down. Change your mind. Now, what do you mean by change my mind, Pastor? What do you mean by change my mind? I'm so glad that you asked. The Bible says, and let me give you this real quickly, in Philippians 4 and 8. He says, finally, let me put this up on the screen so that you all can see this. Uh, he says here, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things have a good report, whatsoever things, uh, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, eight things, he says, think on these things. 
think. Change your mindset. Make a paradigm shift. Hallelujah. You've got to change your ass, change the way you pray. Hallelujah. Spend most of your time giving God thanks, then begging and complaining to God. Uh, uh, change your peace. Stop waiting on your environment to change. Stop waiting on things to change. And you change things. You change yourself. You allow God's peace to come up on you and give you an inner peace. Uh, 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 what did Isaiah say? God, Isaiah said, if you keep your mind on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. So you have to change your peace. And then finally, you got to change your mind. Uh, listen, uh, uh, when drama happens, when trouble happens, when struggle happens, that stuff invades your mind. And, and uh, when, when I went through the, uh, the, the loss, uh, when, when my life, when, when my wife left, that thing just devastated me. It had my mind in a million different places and it was very painful. And I kept waiting on her to change and I kept waiting on her to do this. And, and maybe she was waiting on me to change and me to do that. Uh, uh, but then I had to come to the realization that it didn't matter how much I prayed. My prayer cannot change another person. My prayer cannot fix another person. So I had to change my petition. I had to change my prayer. Ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. I had to change, hallelujah, my prayer and just say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Even in this, God is good. I changed my prayer. I changed my prayer because see, if you praying for something that God never said he would do, you will get disappointed when he don't do it. I'm going to say that again. If you're praying for something for God to do and God never said he would do it, eventually you'll get disappointed because he never did it, but he never said he was going to do it. See, if you expect me to give you $1,000 and I never said I was going to give you $1,000 and you keep petitioning me and I don't give it, eventually you're going to get frustrated with me. That boy ain't gave me my $1,000, but I never told you I was going to give you $1,000. Uh, and so God says, you just give me thanks. You give me thanks. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. I will bless the Lord at all times. So I changed my petition. I changed my my peace. My peace is not being at peace with man. Sometimes, hallelujah, we're going to be at odds with our friends. God says, hallelujah, he, in, in some certain cases, uh, it will be father against son, mother against daughter, brother against sister. Hallelujah. Some people are never going to agree with you because they're never going to agree with your God. Some people are never going to get in line with you because they're never going to get in line with where God is taking you. I am preaching right now. And so I'm waiting on somebody to get in line with me, but they are not aligned with me. I'm waiting on you to get in line with me, but you are not aligned with the God that is in me. And so I just have to let the peace of God come up on me, protect my heart and my mind. So I've changed my petition, my ask. I've changed my peace. I let God give me peace. And finally, I changed my mind. My mind is constantly filled with aggravation and frustration. The reason why people make bad choices is because they, are, they let their thoughts affect their emotions and their emotions affect their behavior. So I think a bad thing and that thing comes to pass in my life. And so I think it ain't gonna ever get better. So I act like it ain't gonna get better. And I feel like it ain't gonna get better. And I begin to behave like it's never gonna get better. And guess what? It never gets better. But God says, I want you to think about what is true. What is true about you? You're a bad girl. You're a 
bad boy. Hallelujah. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what's true about you. You serve a God. Whatsoever things are honest. People can lie, but you know the truth. People can lie, but God knows the truth. People can lie, but God says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Whatsoever things are just. It ain't fair, Lord, that this is happening to me. It ain't fair that that happened to you. But you know what? My God is just. And in the end, I'm going to win. So you think about what is just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Sometimes we think on the negative stuff. I can't believe this and I'm just mad at this and all that. Well, those things are not pure. Those things are not lovely. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just got to uh, uh, remind yourself of what's good about yourself. What's good about y'all. If you're in a marriage and your marriage is always bad, it ain't always bad. You got three kids, so it was good three times at least. It ain't always bad. You kissed the first time. You think on these things. God gave us memory to remember roses in December. So stop thinking the negative stuff and start thinking on the positive things. Stop thinking about what they are doing and remember what they used to do that made you feel good. I'm going to preach right there. Start thinking about your future. Maybe it'll turn around. Maybe they will come back in the line with you. If you keep your mind stayed on Christ, maybe eventually their mind will get on Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, this month, this year, next week, next month, or next year, or all the days of your life. But that's what Job said. He said, all the days of my life will I wait till my change come. So think on these things. Think on things that are of good report. Why are you always listening to negative stuff? When people come and tell me what this one said, I don't even want to hear it. You know why? Because I just want the good report. I want the testimony. Every Friday, we have something called Good News Friday. I change it to Good News Miracle Friday. Don't y'all come telling me about the okie doke. I don't want to hear about the negative stuff. I don't want to hear about what ninjas are saying about me. I want to know what God is saying to you. I want to know what God is saying about me. I want to know the miracles and the testimonies and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. You know what? I don't care how hurt you got bad last night. How hurt you got, how, how bad you got hurt last night. Give God thanks because you woke up this morning and your mind was stayed on him. I don't care what happened to you. Thank God that you are still here and that you are still clothed and in your might and right. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, I can praise God for anything. I can be in hell and praise God that I ain't burnt up. Huh? Preach right there. I can be in a hole and praise God that they didn't bury me, that I can still breathe. I can be in the, in the middle of the ocean and praise God that I have not drowned. He showed me how to tread water and how to swim. I, I could be in the fiery furnace, but praise God, I ain't burnt up. I'm still here. It's hot up in here, but I'm still here. I'm still here. And so I change. Uh, did y'all get that? Did y'all get that? Because this is just the beginning. This process is an involved process. And we're going to go through several things to it. But number one, change your ask. Uh, be careful for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Stop stressing out and worrying and just change your ass. Stop stressing out about your worries and your stresses and just thank God. Number two, change your peace. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, should keep your hearts and minds. Hallelujah. That's not a, a peace with people. That's a peace with God. That's a peace, inner peace with God. That's a peace that gives you peace no matter what's happening to you. And number three, change your mind. There are eight things that God gives you that you can think on. Find you 
eight scriptures that help you to change your mind. That was a, that was something for somebody. Find you eight scriptures. Find you a scripture on things that are true about you and God, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report. That's your testimony. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I'm one minute over my time. I'm going to bless somebody with $50 today, but before I do that, I want you all to bless the Lord in the way of giving. If you have something, if you are blessed by today's uh, um, uh, talk and uh, you want to be blessed, before I do that, I just want to thank everybody that uh, came on today. I hope that this was a blessing to you. I certainly appreciate you and thank you for coming on. We call this the Relationship Boot Camp, the Relationship Boot camp. And uh, it's just to, you come on, you're going to get some knowledge that's going to help you in these relationships your relationship with people, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship on your job, uh, uh, your relationship with your God. And that's what this is for. So if you are blessed by this, please share this. Tell somebody else about it. Uh, also, don't forget that um, it is uh, on our podcast. Uh, and you can get to that podcast by looking up Pastor Will Nichols or the Relationship Bootcamp on all your major podcast platforms. Those of you that are, are streaming with me live, I have the link right there. Uh, and so thank you all very much for that. Now, what I would love for you to do, if, if you feel so inclined to do so and you want to sow a seed, the seed is not for me. It is for my ministry. I do this in the name of the Lord. I do this in the name of my church. I'm on my church platform. And if you would like to sow um, because you are blessed by this word, go to victoriouspraise.org slash giving, or you can text to give uh, by texting VPF give to 77977, or you can download our mobile app by going to victoriouspraise.org slash download. I know it says download all of that, but just download will get you there. But thank you all very much. I hope that you were blessed. And uh, I'm going to bless one person myself. That's how I feel. And I thank God for this. I won't do this every week, but I'm going to do it this week. Uh, next week, I hope to have a panel discussion. I want to bring on a group of brothers uh, um, to talk from a male perspective about relationship. I'm looking for a diverse, eclectic group, maybe one married, one single, one divorced. Uh, and we're going to have a good discussion from a male perspective. If you all have questions that you would like to ask us, you will be able to do that as well. But thank you all for, for joining in today. I hope that you were blessed by this discussion. And uh, let me see who I want to bless uh, today. And thank you all again for joining us. Uh, let's see here. The person that I want to bless with $50 is Coquita Jones. Coquita Jones, if you're still on, send me an email, pastorwill at victoriouspraise.org. Pastorwill at victoriouspraise.org. We'll get one L. Send me your cash app. I want to send you $50. Maybe you can use that for lunch. Maybe you can use that for gas, whatever you want. That's just me showing you my appreciation and giving back to you all for giving me your time. So thank you all very much. Let me pray 
Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for this day, a day that you have made, a day that we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we um, uh, thank you, Lord, because you are good and you're worthy to be praised. Now, bless every listener. Bless them to be blessed by this word, and we'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. And remember this, y'all. Don't just live life. Live a victorious life and have an amazing day. You all be blessed.